Welcome everybody to Locked On, uh, Tom Clancy podcast. We are up to episode number 52. Uh, I am Wilco, but I'm joined tonight by the beautiful, the lovely Irish Alan. How you going, mate? All right, mate. What's the crack? How are you getting on? Uh, pretty good. I'm just, I'm still enjoying these rabbits in the background. If you're not watching the Twitch stream live, you're sitting in the office with rabbits everywhere. It's great. Um, so we've also got tonight, just quickly, I'll go through the boys as always. We've got Josh. How you going, mate? Yeah, spilling his drink everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I, I spilled well a little bit of my beer. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> we have got we got Cal from on location again in Sydney on work trip. How you going, mate? Yeah, good buddy, good. And we've got McDad fresh from putting the kids to bed right now. So oh, how hey. you going, mate? Good. Uh, we are all here. Excited. Alan said he was going to join us, so everyone made an effort to get in tonight. It was really good. Thank you for joining us tonight, Alan. Um, for those people out there, who are you, Alan? And why are you on this podcast? Well, uh, basically, I'm a community manager at Ubisoft, but unlike all of your typical community managers who work on a particular brand like For Honor or Rainbow, um, you might all know uh, the community managers of your particular brands. I don't work on any one particular brand. I work on what's known as the Star Player Program or Initiative or whatever you want to call it. Basically, I was brought in specifically to work Yep. Um, on this initiative from uh, Ubisoft and it's something that's run by the Ubisoft club but uh, it's grown to such a size now that they need someone actually they need two people because it's not just me um, uh, there's also uh, <laughs> UB Redline who's uh, on over in the States who's the uh, kind of NCSA community manager for uh, the Star Player program and basically we oversee kind of the whole uh, process from uh, the whole selection process um, all the way running up. We help organize all of the flights. We do everything in terms of the logistics around the event. And then we look after, again, I like, uh, I know you guys probably know Remy from... Um, yep. No, I never yeah. heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> from another Who? Uh, podcast that you guys might be familiar That's with. Diablo uh, podcast or something, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Diablo all the time. He kind of christened us uh, the star player herders when we're at events. Yep. So we're basically herding the star players, depending on how big the group is, from point A to point B, trying. Well, we, we very rarely ever do get them on time to things, but um, we do our when best. When you've got people like Uber, Timmy, and Remy in a group, it's really hard to... That's the big group no matter what. That, that's a huge... Yeah, just physically actually being able to shift that much is, mass. Is it a bit is, like uh, being a teacher on a school excursion? <laughs> <laughs> we are basically would be. adult babysitters when we're at the events, basically. Just making sure <laughs> everyone's fed and watered and um, looked after, basically. And no, one, no one's died yet, so I consider all events to date a success. So I think we're doing pretty good. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Well done. <laughs> well, you almost adult babysitters. You had that Rylax guy, that Taylor, whatever his name uh, he is. Just he was not quite an adult. In. Yeah, just about squeaked in. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, for those who don't know, we've had a fair few of the star players on our podcast, but what is the exact idea of the star player program? Um, so basically, first and foremost, it, it's something that's run by the Ubisoft club. So it's an initiative that they started. It's, it's over. It's 
we kind of have to go back before the star players was a thing to really describe it because um, before this program was known as the star player program, it was known as Uplay Ambassadors. And actually, um, a good friend of the of yours, guys, um, Professor Pat Shady, um, was part of that original, um, I would say the OG star players, before they were even called star players. He was one of the original Uplay Ambassadors that wow. got invited. And that's way before... Um, oh, wow. Uh, my time at Ubisoft, um, we're going back about four years now. It's been, this has been the fourth year of it being known as the Star Player Program. And the main thing is Ubisoft's club is all about kind of giving stuff back, um, to the players. They do that with their challenges, they do that with all their rewards and everything like that. Um, and the main idea and the main goal, first and foremost, of the Star Player Program is to recognize the work that community members do for Ubisoft brands. And it doesn't matter what brand, um, it doesn't matter what exactly the person does in the community. It's basically recognizing, uh, the fact that they animate and they bring our games to life and our communities to life. Cause at the end of the day, without the communities and everyone creating all this different stuff, they're just games that we play at home. Um, so with your cosplayers, your podcasters, your, your content creators, your yeah. Twitch streamers, even our forum moderators as well all of them do something and some of it's a lot more visible than others yep. um but they all bring something that makes the community kind of a better place and it's really just to recognize all of the hours and hours and hours that these people put in um and it's a way for us to you know recognize them um that's the first and foremost that's the main idea um after that the idea of bringing them to an event um it's really nice to go to e3 or go to a gamescom or something like that um uh, but these days you can do that yourself, especially E3. It wasn't, it was only a recent thing. Like the public can still go to E3 now. Mm -hmm. But what the real benefit of it is, is the, we bring these guys in, they get to meet the guys that work on the brands that they love. That's the main thing. After every event, the main feedback, the favorite part of every event is actually getting to meet the com devs, the producers, the people who actually work on their games and getting to hang out with them. It's not just, oh, it's in, do a workshop and then they leave. Um, they get to sit down, have drinks, talk about the game in a really informal setting, and they get a real kind of behind the scenes look at how things work. Um, even at Paris Games Week, we have something really, um, unique where we actually bring them to the HQ. Cool. So a couple of weeks back when nice. we were at Paris, they actually get to spend an entire, an entire day away from the actual event. Oh, um, wow. Oh, and they wow. get to tour like the studios and get to talk to a bunch of different teams. And, um, it's really bringing you guys in and, um, seeing how things work behind the scenes, give you all, access to all this information that, um, uh, your usual, um, community member might not have. Um, and you guys go back and there's some things they can share and some things they can't share <laughs> NDAs and all that. But, the idea is give them an understanding about how things work behind the scenes and, you know, when <laughs> things are yep. on fire yep. in the communities and people are, you know, got the pitchforks and the, the torches out. Um, a lot of the times our star players are kind of camming influences um, and they're like, well, it's not as easy as you might think. I've actually Never spoken to, to the guys who are working on this <laughs> and there's a reason for this. There's a reason yeah. for that. And, um, uh, they're not obliged to do that by any way, shape. They have absolutely no obligations when you're a star player. They're completely independent. We don't ask them to yeah. do anything whatsoever. Um, it's really just our way of bringing them in, 
giving them some recognition and then um, hopefully at the end of it they'll return more motivated than ever to continue the the good work they're doing definitely how many years have you been in charge of the the Starfire program uh about 1.3 actually so i've only just been uh, yeah so i'm a relatively a baby at ubisoft so um i I actually had my first experience back in 2016 when i was just finishing my master's in france i was doing an event management master's a sport event management master's actually (laughs) And um, I needed to do a six-month internship at the end of it. And I think I applied for every internship under the sun at the HQ in Paris. And I uh, got turned down for every single one of them. <laughs> and then eventually, out of the blue, I got a call um, from the HR. And, hey, can you come to Paris to have a, uh, an interview with Leon Winkler, the events director? So, and you guys might know him from the pre-show. He's basically the guy who runs everything at E3, basically, does the whole... Yep, yep. And um, so I uh, ended up going to the HQ and ended up landing a six months uh, internship at the in the events team um, way back in 2016. Wow. Uh, so I finished that. That was like nice. amazing. That was when I first went to Gamescom, uh, my first ever gaming event that I'd ever been to. And I was working at it. It was a wow. real shock to the oh, system. Wow. <laughs> Talk about a deep end. Wow. Yeah, look, looking after about... Uh, Oh, yeah, we're just yeah, looking at the accommodation for about 250 plus Ubisoft employees across like four or five wow. different hotels. Jeez. And it was like, my, it was my first ever office job as well. So it was kind of like a real <laughs> shock to the system. Wow. And um, that ended. Did anyone not get a hotel room? Yeah. It was though? a lot of chopping you, and changing. Did you forget it people? Like, uh, it, was, it was an intense, it was a steep learning curve. But uh, like now when I do the events with the star players, yeah. nothing along the accommodation line uh, phases me. But um. And then I actually just, I ended up coming home, finishing my master's. I graduated my master's in May 2017. And um, I spent a little bit of time before I graduated at a small indie company back in Ireland. Um, I'm Irish, yep. in case my nickname didn't give that away. Um, really? Oh, wow. Uh, we'll have to do the podcast <laughs> yeah. now, sorry. False, false pretenses. Uh, Accent yes. definitely didn't yeah. give that away. <laughs> so I actually ended up applying for... Uh, a role in the community team, kind of a more language specific because I speak French as well. I, I lived and studied and worked wow. in France for about five years. Um, wow. so I speak fluent French and I applied for a more language specific role. And um, when I went into the inter- uh, interview, just the timing kind of lined up and they actually had a, this role in mind of a star player community manager. And um, based on, I had had contact with the star players before um, at Gamescom and working in the events team. so. Um, stars kind of aligned and um, they're like would you like to do this instead and I was like yes please <laughs> yes, let me do that that's great so um, that's how I ended up here so um, I've been looking after the star player program um, since last August basically wow. August 1st was when I officially started last year ah the horse's birthday <laughs> okay there you go. random yeah. um, so you've had a slightly busy last five months um what events did the star players go to and what events did you actually go to out of those ones? Yeah, so you're saying like five months? I would say it's probably ten months because uh, yeah. E3 alone, <laughs> we start with the first one. Um, uh, that was five months on its own work Wow. to prepare wow. E3. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, if you go back, like that process started in January. Um, uh, like wow. going into an event like E3. So everyone's going to be playing... 
everyone's playing the Division Two beta next year, and you're going to be sitting there planning for yeah. E3. Well, to be honest, I'll be perfectly honest with you. We've already started um, things for E3 next year. Where? Oh, really? As soon as we had the last event, uh, we went straight into it. We're getting way ahead of things yep. um, uh, this year. But like, we had E3 oh. in LA. Uh, we invited fifty-six. We had fifty-six yep. star players at E3. Um, next. 55 yeah, and Uber Timmy. Yeah. Doesn't that 57 then, technically? <laughs> that's about 57.5, <laughs> I think. Well, yeah. He's... <laughs> um, but yeah, we had uh, 56 at E3. Then the next one was Gamescom in yep. August. We had 24 at that in Germany, in uh, Cologne. After that, we had 15 at PAX West in Seattle. Um, I did not attend PAX West. You uh, 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 yep. the line the... Uh, Vincent, the other CM, was there. He took care of the NCSA side of it. Then we had Igomir in Russia. Uh, um, that's right. About on the scale of... Uh, it's getting really, really big, that event. Um, and we had uh, 12 or 11, I can't remember. I think it was 11 in the end, uh, star players at that. Um, I did not attend the Russian event. I wouldn't have been much use, to be honest, seeing as it was all in Russian. <laughs> um, so we actually had one of the, yeah. our Russian specialists here at the, the office here attended as a guide for that. Uh, after that, we had Brazil Game Show in Sao Paulo. Oh. And we had 15 star players at that. I actually got to attend that last year because we had some visa issues. <laughs> with uh, we didn't well, when I say visa issues, we didn't realize that uh, Vincent needed a visa to go. So at the last minute, they were like, uh, "Alan, you're going to have to go." And I was like, "Oh, okay, I'll clear my schedule." <laughs> and I got to go and uh, got to see uh, Hideo Kojima. So it worked out quite oh, wow. well. Actually. He was kind of a we had to eat at the same restaurant as him as well. It was kind of Everyone's cool. got a Hideo Kojima story like that, though. Yeah. There's, there's well, a local um, podcast where he um, he came out to, which one did he come out to, RTX a couple of years back, and yeah. local podcast, uh, one of their hosts tells the story all the time how he shared the toilet. He went in after <laughs> Hideo came out, so that's his, his claim to fame. So it's uh, so, one of those stories you don't want to really hear again, but it, it happens. Um, so, yeah, after Brazil... <laughs> You had two more? We had two more. So we had our first time ever at PAX Australia, which you guys were, you guys got to meet some of the star players there. Um, We had six there. Um, Yep. And then actually it was kind of the same weekend, technically. I guess the Australian one finished before, uh, (laughs) technically, uh, time zone wise. But the exact same weekend, uh, we were, we had 14 star players at Paris Games Week. Um, We just talked about that. And I was on site for that. Um, and that yeah. brought the curtain down basically on a, uh, a crazy year with a, it was seven events, I think. Uh, a madhouse. Let me think. One, two. So we've invited exactly 100, 100 star players this year. And, um, wow. Yeah, so. No small in job. Total, I think, because. <laughs> um, we are just shy. We have literally more or less exactly over the years 400 star players. Wow. Um, that we've invited to events over the, the four years of the star player program. Um, it's kind of slightly lower because we've actually had eight of the star players come on and join the join uh, as employees. Yes. Oh, nice. So um, we kind of take them out of the star player pool once they join. I've got how many here? I've got one, two, I've got uh four actually in the office here with me right now that wow. work in the community team um and then there's another four kind of scattered around the different offices um mm. so That's it's crazy. uh it's a hell of a lot of people 
Yes, it is. Um, so you've been mentioning it's going. It's been going for four years. Did you say the Star Player Program? Yeah. yeah. And five so years how, if we how include it, the UK ambassadors. Yeah. Before it was how, known as how has it changed? It's obviously it feels like it's gone through a big change this last twelve months. But how has it changed over those years? Yes, this space the scale number one. It's like more and more people every year. Um, I think the first time we invited people to E3, there might have been thirty, maybe. That we're at it and it's like yep. closer to 60 last year or this year just gone um uh, a big part of it is it's more locations um because we can't bring everybody to e3 um and part of the reason is there's people we'd like to bring to e3 but they don't necessarily speak english so um it's great they get to go there they but they wouldn't really get the uh, yeah. the whole experience it's it's amazing having a q a with eve yeah. like we had at e3 this year uh, a private Q&A for the star players. Yes. Um, but if you're not able to answer a question, if you're not understanding what's going on, if, if you're not getting that full yeah. experience, so that's why we're at Brazil Game Show. That's why we're at Egomir for the people that we can't bring to the English-speaking events. It's to give them a chance to get that recognition and to actually, um, like at Egomir, we had Q&As. We had one with um, Yannick was there. And um, we had like a little private um, Q&A for the star players with him. And that's we had... One of our, uh, <laughs> even though not all of them could speak Russian, we had a, one of the guys from Ubisoft translated everything. So um, it's really about, that's why we're kind of really expanding it to different countries um, and oh, different wow. languages. Yeah. That's one of the major changes. Um, and it's really to make it a continuous thing. It used to be in the past, you kind of had the event and uh, it was kind of the end of the experience. Mm. We're really... The focus of why we kind of have community managers on it now is to kind of animate the whole kind of family, basically. Um, so now we have we have discords and Facebook groups with everybody on all this, like all the star players invited to join them. And um, we just chat about the games and we we hop on and everyone shares their own streams. And it's really and that's something we're going to be ramping up more and more is to how to kind of constantly keep these guys engaged yep. with us and with each other as well. That's kind of after the kind of contact with the comm devs and everything at the events. The second part is kind of the camaraderie mm-hmm. they kind of have with the other people. You meet these people a lot of the time for the first time, but by the end of like the three mm-hmm. or four days, like you're best of friends with yeah. these people because it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's really like, I don't know, kind of, I have kind of compared it to like going on a year abroad where you're kind of in a, a uni dorms with all these people and kind of all experiences, kind of culture shock all at the same time. And it really kind of brings people together. So, um, like we even have two couples that oh, have wow. met oh, during really? the Star Player oh, really? Week. That are wow. Yeah, we actually have uh, two UB two UB Star. We've we've actually we have plenty of actual couples that were couples yep. beforehand that we've invited, but uh, we actually have two um, couples that uh, met during the week and um, wow. are still going strong. So it's uh, nice. So we have U- you know, we- UB Star <laughs> weddings coming up is the next next venture. I'm <laughs> counting down. We 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 had we. Like it's getting crazy. Some of the stuff. Like um, we might have our first Ubisoft star player wedding. I hope I'll get an invite. <laughs> Carefully, I might ask you to, uh, to, to organize it. Uh, you make them but, uh, yeah, we just actually as well. Like show how like how much it's kind of ramping up and how much of like the star player is now becoming a community thing on its own. Yeah. Um, we now have three star players with star players. Wow. Oh wow! Oh wow! So we actually have three guys um, 
one from E3 this year, one from um, BGS, and one from Paris Games Week just gone that all have the wow. Star Player logo tattooed on them. So it's really nice. Nice. Um, mm. I guess we're kind of doing something right. I guess if um, <laughs> people are really uh, willing to go to those lengths, but that's really like oh, how definitely. it's kind of changing. It's really going from a single event kind of experience, and then to really like we're keeping in touch with those guys and bringing them in and chatting to them and. Um, uh, really keeping them engaged in the long term because we don't want to just forget about them after the event. You know, the event on its own, we want it to be something more long term. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Building a community basically over a long, long time mm. rather than just one off events. It's, yeah, really good way to mm. do it. Um, so, Star Player, for a lot of the people out there, I know we had the Bank Girl and Nikki Napalm and Energizer here in Australia. That was sort of the pinnacle of their gaming careers so far for the some of them short careers, some of long careers. But what's it like also, seeing also- that? Timmy, what's it like seeing that in people's eyes from a distance, just seeing how you created these, the, the emotion in these guys and people? It's like for all of the stress that we go through to organize it. And you have no idea. Like when I say like the E3 is a five month process, like the, the selection process alone was like wow. three months. Wow. Um, wow. Like we started in January, we invited the people in March towards the end of March. Yep. So um, that that those days when we're sending out those invites, especially um, Lily Pond, who's uh, Ollie, who also works on it with me, um, she came up with the idea to raid the streams basically and invite people live on stream. So all yeah. the credit has to go to her for that idea. M- myself and herself, like were so like stressed and worried about when we did that whole that whole couple of days when we were inviting people on stream and i can still remember how even like tony t's stream that was the first kind of one of the first ones we did yep yep i remember sage's one that was pretty special yeah those ones myself and ollie were and i say we were both like tearing up crying at the office like it was like (laughs) all of this three months work and to see we didn't know, like, oh, what if they react badly or they're like, oh, no, go, you know, you know, we, yeah. there's always that chance that we have like a bad reaction and we were just kind of nervous yeah. about how it would go. And to see the reactions that we had, like sages, like I, I watched that whenever I'm in a, like a bad mood, I like, we have the kind of compilation <laughs> video of all those that were shown yep. during E3. I go back and I watch that, like, <laughs> if I need to like pick myself up and yeah. when the logistics stuff is getting hard and like we're stressed out of our minds, it's just like, remember like at the end of the day this is like you're so, yeah. changing people's lives it's had to be very yeah, melodramatic to say that but uh no, um, too, yeah that's the goodwill like and everything just to see like the reactions from people it, it it's all worth it and then to actually share that like for me for me going to e3 that's something yeah. i always dreamed of i never in yeah, a million definitely. years i was when i was sat there in the uh, at the conference i could the camera was on me. I had the biggest smile out of anybody. I was <laughs> fangirling out as much as everybody else. Like that was um, like to actually get that just for me personally and get to share with all of these people. And um, it's like we were friends with these people before we met them. And like, um, yeah. it was just it's it's really a, a special thing. And it's um, and it's really it's not the pro people we're looking. It's not the big influencer types, the guys who are like giant, giant. These are just um, regular people who are doing the what they do for the love of it. They're not doing it for um, yeah. fame and the glory. That's the main thing. This is why a lot of the times the questions we get when we're there is like, 
why did you pick me? How do you guys know who I am? It's like, and it's like, we know, we know, believe you me. And everybody in the community teams, like, we had everybody in. We had a whole, barely any work got done over those two days in the community team. Everybody was just watching these streams. And we had like the timetable up, like when we're going to hit this person, yeah. when we're going to hit this person. And it really gave us all a boost as well. Because a lot of the time when stuff yeah. is going wrong in the community team, it's a rough position to be in. And um, it gave everybody a lift around that time of, time of year yeah. as well. It was really, a, yeah, definitely. everyone got to share it. Like, we send the invites out. We don't actually get to see the reaction. For most of them, we don't get to see the reactions. We yeah. just see a tweet after the fact showing the excitement. Yeah. This was a way of really like getting to share the experience live with them and the excitement. Yeah, definitely. Now, we talked about this before the podcast started. And I'm pretty excited to ask you about this question. Um, you got all these cosplayers that you now have um, access to that, you can ask them anything. Have you ever cosplayed or you, you got anything planned that these guys are going to help you with? So, first of all, yes, I technically have cosplayed yes. and we talked about it before. Wow. I've cosplayed just dance. I love it. Um, so, my first ever cosplay was for, um, I think it was the third anniversary of this office. Yes. And we had like a, just a, a fancy dress basically for the, and, um, and basically it was around the time. I saw actually um, Jaden Rodriguez. I don't know if you know that guy. He was a star player back in the day. He's quite a big Australian uh, YouTuber, and he's involved quite a lot with. Um, yeah. And he's basically he one of his main things. He's a dancer. I think singer, they actually put him on um, stage at um, PAX and, um, this year. I, I, was I saw him on. Yeah, he was on stage for PAX. Yeah, he would have definitely been on stage, and uh, he actually came. Yeah, he actually came to the community dinner we had with the, the current star players as well to meet them as well. Yeah. Um, and um, I was watching him doing a, choreogra a choreography of What is Love, the version of that. And um, I was watching, I was like, damn, there's no, it would be so great if there was a, like a version like Night of Luxury. You know, there's, that head bump isn't in the choreography. I was like, where is it? And then the Just Dance CM was like, but there is. There's actually a whole alternate version where you're sat in a car with these two guys doing like that head bump. And I was, when I watched it, I was obsessed for like five days. Why did we not and know then, about um, this during PAX? Okay. Why did we not um, know this? If you go on. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, but, um, I, I would have got that. It's, literally, it's an alternate version. You've got to look it up. Alternate version of What is Love on Just Dance. It's amazing. You literally, yeah. it's just two guys in a car, and it's like you don't have to move your feet. It's all Does in the hands. Does it even broken windscreen? Amazing. Uh, broken side screen? And the guy okay, that'll pay for it. It doesn't have the broke. There's, there is a kind of a crash in the in the choreography at one point, I'm pretty sure. Okay, but, I'm just um, taking notes. Yep. Pax Oz 2, not 2019, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah not, you, you have to check this out. It's a brilliant choreography, really simple, really fun, but it has the head bop in there. And I was like, I saw the guy and I was like, I can do a cosplay of that guy. So I bought like, I went online. I literally now own a bright green aluminous suit, a kind of mullet style <laughs> wig. Um, you'll see, I, I'll, um, I'll tweet it at you guys, the, the okay. picture of the kind of side by side. So I have technically cosplay. Um, now, yeah. is there any I'll plans? The problem is, I mm. yeah, that's okay. Go. There, there is like, I would love to cosplay someone like Book. I think I can pull off Book. That's oh, who I would yeah. like. If I was going to do a cosplay, I'd do Book. Um, and I have all these like people, like all these crazy Division cosplayers and Rainbow Six cosplayers as well, um, and the SE guys. But the big thing is, I have not got a creative <laughs> or a handy bone in my body. 
I am no good at any kind of arts and crafts or anything. So um, don't I just worry, you buy, made, you yeah, made the same boat, mate. Stuff in. Um, so I've actually been talking to DB during the week about something I've got planned for next packs, um, or maybe maybe before that. So he's just going to do it all for me and send it up. <laughs> I was, was about to say, yeah, if you want to do you want to do any R six uh, stuff, you should head up um, Eric from. Uh, from down here, he, his his oh, R six siege cosplay is on point, and, and he and he's got connections yeah. everywhere. Now his stuff is class. Um, you also have um, yeah, there's a bunch. Like, there's a guy from a community member from Eaglemere. Oh, his name is escaping me, but his buck. He's the guy with the shotgun. You see him. He actually has a, like a shotgun where the the pellet comes out, and it's like one of the craziest <laughs> things. Um, also have Black Cavera as well. She's known as on wow. Twitter. Um, and she does a crazy Kavera cosplay as well. Like, there's so many people. I'm like, when I see her, I'm like, how do you guys? Mm. They put so many much time in it. And I, was like, I could never, ever, like, I, I can barely <laughs> draw, let alone, like, create fabrics and cloth. But, um, <laughs> speaking. I'm yeah. still um, impressed by Fox's oh, yeah. um, Dokubi, to be honest. He's he pulls, done Dokubi he pulls that off. so well. Yeah. And, um, like, but for some of them, it's just they can do they and they can whip something together really mm. quick as well, and it look amazing. Mm. Uh, if they just mm. get an idea and they're kind of doing a concept, I'm like, that's better than what my final version would be. And they've just like they see a new character and like at the end of the day, they have the concept mm. done up, and they're like, um, but I think actually, um, Ollie Lilypont is gonna she may be doing an Ella cosplay in the near future. So um, she is Polish, oh. so um, oh, nice. it's gonna be a good. Uh, I'm sure there was and actually a, a um, there was a Mukwe Twitch at um, PAX, and she looked the part because you know Twitch Twitch without the without the actual um, face mask on it, it would be something you have to really have the have the look for. And she even had oh, the, yeah. the Twitch drone and everything. Um, that was awesome. Anyway, sorry. Wow. Yeah, mm. that, that video was amazing. Mm. Well, now we're talking about Rainbow Six so much. You, you, you've got a new love affair, but explain to us your love affair with Rainbow Six because I know you, you've gone on to Black Ops 4 now, but you've always been a Twitch man. I mean, sorry, Rainbow Six man. Yeah, so my, my, my love affair with that game goes, it's kind of like a big gap in between, but I can still remember playing the original Rainbow Six on the, on the PlayStation, yep. actually, at the time. Um, yep. That kind of was the kind of, I guess it's kind of the... Rainbow Six Siege is kind of basically a modern day recreation of that game because you said you choose your operator, you choose where you drop in and everything like that. I can still remember as a kid playing that game and thinking it was amazing because um, it was so different to everything that was out there. Mm. Um, and then basically I played, a, started playing Rainbow on console in, in 2016, towards the end of 2016. Um, and I, I give you an idea of just... Uh, I played that game for months and months, all the way up to level 18, I think, using the recruit because <laughs> oh, wow. I, that sounds like for some training. reason wow. you have to get to level 20 to yeah you have to play low you have to get to level 20 to play ranked and for whatever reason I had it in my head yeah. and this shows you how much of a not a good gamer I am I had it in my head that um, you have to be level oh, 20 no. to be better operators. I didn't realize you could choose them all from the beginning. <laughs> and I literally, was, I, I, I never oh, put no. two and two together. Why is everyone else Shit. getting picked like, up? I can't. Um, and I just, I don't know, I just, assume, I just accepted. And I just play with the recruit. I'm having, yeah. and I Your mate is a recruit. So you're a main <laughs> yeah, recruit was, then. 
Yeah, I was terrible at that game, but I loved it. I was getting destroyed every game, but it was just because it was so different. Each game is so different. When you're playing in a casual, you know, so many random things can happen and you're not playing with any set tactics, really. You're just kind of going and the way with the destructibility in that game, yep. every game it's different. It's like a snowflake, that game. Every single game is a little bit different. Um, mm-hmm. Even though I was getting destroyed, I was loving it um, just because it was just fun. It was so much different to everything else. Um, and I would always play the best. We know how that feels, by, by yeah. the way. We get destroyed yeah, like, every time we go into that game. After <laughs> like, I, I, I realized that I could pick the operators and everything changed. <laughs> and um, I then sli- started getting kind of good towards the end of last year uh, on console, and then I made the big switch to PC for the first yep. time in my life as I became a PC gamer. Oh, kind of, welcome uh, to the Master Ice. Yeah, kind of. It's a different world. Yeah, early last, uh, early last year, and early this year actually, I became, uh, I got a PC. Yep. And then I started playing. And I still went all the way back to the beginning and learned it. Like having Rainbow as your first ever game on PC is a kind of a, a steep learning curve. <laughs> Um, yeah. but now <laughs> like I just started playing on yes yeah. um, it's a good way to break a keyboard but now I'm slowly but surely <laughs> getting um, acclimatized and um, now I, I I won't go back to console like when I go back to console now I'm like Jesus what have I missed mm. yeah um, it's a hard thing to do but no like now I just very everything I love now they're adding all these new operators yes. and it changes you get all these new tactics that come in mm-hmm. it's just um, I know it's just such a unique game. It's so different to everything else, and that's why I like it. And it's just, it's punishing, but it's still fun at the same time. Exactly. What have you thought of the whole rise in the esports ranks of um, Rainbow Six Siege? So that's nuts. I had never really had any as like I guess, seeing as I have a, a, a sport event management masters, um, it's a particular <laughs> interest to me to see kind of yeah. non-traditional. I'm a, like a, I play rugby myself. I guess my I've been playing rugby for twenty plus years, and um, to see this, I was probably kind of dismissed it myself at first as like this isn't real sports. This is you know, you know, there's no like <laughs> yep. physical exertion involved. It's not real sport. Um, but now that I'm like getting to see things from kind of the inside and really seeing how um, this is growing. I think real sports is in trouble, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Like yeah, at the rate these games are growing, because um, anybody can play a video game. Um, not everyone can go out there and pick up a ball and get beaten up on a rugby field. You know what I mean? Um, no. And just to see the growth of it for a game like, and Rainbow Six is only kind of young, relatively young on the esports side of things. And um, I was at Paris Games yes. Week and had yes. the Sixth Cup. And that was that's considered oh, wow. how that? Um, that's considered kind of I think a, even for Rainbow a relatively small event, but they had a full dedicated yep. stage to it uh, in the esports uh, area at um, Paris Games Week. Huge crowd up front. All when I was watching, oh, wow. I think um, I think it was uh, Millennium were playing, so um, it was quite a big deal. It was one of the last games they'll probably be playing as Millennium. Um, and there was like all of the seats were full and the aisle between all of mm. the seats was like there was just people sitting in the aisle all the way back the front row before the stage was full both sides <laughs> were just full it was a a mass of people and this was at like 9 30 10 a.m in the morning and um <laughs> i was like and wow. this is a small this isn't invitationals this isn't like this is considered a relatively small mm. this is one of the major events and I was just watching, like, this is, 
big. This is going to, and it's just getting bigger and bigger. And um, mm. to see the excitement around the events, like invitational and things like that, like I now watch, I sit and watch. I've never watched esports before, but I'll sit down of a weekend when the invitationals are on or the the co league finals, and I'll watch these. Um, and it's just, it's just so weird for me as a, a traditional sports player to see how, bar what's actually happening like on screen, mm. everything else is now becoming exactly like a real mm-hmm. sport. And you have personalities are emerging around it, and it's yeah. like, um, it's it's amazing to see how it's growing. Oh, definitely, oh, yeah. we we experienced the six masters in uh, Paxos, which was the Australian equivalent. Uh, four teams, 50,000. Was it 50,000 in 25? 25,000. 25, yeah. Yeah, sorry. And yeah, not a spare seat in the house and standing room three, mm. four, five deep all day long. It was crazy. I'd, yeah, they, and, they literally had ushers going, oh, there's like three seats up here. Come uh, uh, down. It's crazy. And we're, we're the same. Well, we even we, st- we even had um, Perko. Yeah, uh, who's, oh, yeah. Who's not watched a game of R6 in his life. Um, pretty much is keen to buy it now because of watching those yeah. that well, series. He, he has yeah. bought it now. He's bought it and downloaded yeah. it. He just yeah. needs to get some uh, get some game Chicken time. fish ramen watching. Yeah, that's exactly. crazy. <laughs> well, even just the growth in this podcast. We've been going for two years now. We covered Rainbow Six as a bit of a side thing, uh, mainly the division kind of stuff. And Wasn't it just so we could all have a nap while, yeah, um, while Josh yeah. talked? But well, <laughs> Josh O talked, yeah. But now exactly. we're doing APAC finals coverage, like special episodes. We're, we're actually getting right into yeah. it. It's crazy. But let's get on to more about Alan because stop talking about us. People know about us. Um, <laughs> when you're not dealing with star players and working for Ubisoft, what do you do? You mentioned rugby there before and it's a bit of a sports major. What else? Yeah, so the rugby has actually taken a bit of a back burner since I came to Newcastle. I wanted to try something a little bit different. Um, so actually, once I moved to Newcastle, I started training um, to be a professional wrestler. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, wow. So as you can see, I'm wearing uh, my Bootio's oh, wow. uh, uh, T-shirt right now, the WWE shirt from the New Day. So I'm, I'm a big WWE oh, fan. Oh, you're a New Day fan. Ooh. Oh, a big, big Look fan. Look out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, are you working the, the big question is are you working on your intro intro song have you got that lined up I, i've already uh, i've made my debut at this stage i actually have like a, a oh. first uh yeah i've already oh, actually wow. wrestled okay. in front of people and it's actually it's all very funny i uh, my entrance music is in the current version of just Dance. and it's oh, not related oh, i actually if, i don't know if you, you played me 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 but it's the claymation um, choreography, the one where they actually made out of claymation. And um, oh, that song is my intro music. Is there a video music, of this, Alan? Or? Um, there's no video actually footage of me making my entrance yet. Um, uh, yet. Yes, there probably will be. I'm, I'm, we're having my, the company I'm, or the academy, the school I'm with, is having their first real big show. What day is today? Thursday. On Saturday evening, um, oh, and nice. uh, so we that would be that would be yeah. recorded. Yeah, Twitch that's that. the kind of real. Can you send us a copy? Oh, I'm sure I will. I'll probably tweet it out. But, um, I'm, uh, you better tweet I'm it. I'm known as uh, my 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 wrestling persona is uh, Sexton Jones is my name. So it's uh... <laughs> and um, wow. it's kind of a. Um, I think we just found a lot about yeah. you just in in the last two minutes. Sexton yep. Jones, um, I'm not a good guy either. I'm, a, 
I'm a nice guy. I'm oh, not no. very lovely. I'm not lovely Irish Allen when I'm sexting James. Oh, no. The ultimate <laughs> ego. This is great. So you're a bit of a heel then, I take it. Oh, I'm 100%. 100%. Um, you'll see, I've taken a lot of inspiration from different things for my character as well. Um, uh, anyone who watches me, if the footage does come out, you'll, 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 you'll see kind of hints of... Um, my big inspiration. The first thing I saw, I don't, you guys, I'm sure you're familiar with Dr. Disrespect. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, and the first thing I saw when I got introduced to him was that's a wrestling character is what he's doing. Basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. That yeah, guy is, a, that guy is a fan of Ric Flair. That guy likes wrestling. Um, yep. So I kind of taken, stole, blatantly stolen some of his shtick and um, <laughs> put my own twist on it. And, um, yeah, I, that's one of my big inspirations. Like Doc, the Doc is my favorite streamer. So um, after Ubertini, of course. But um, yeah, uh, that's, that's fair. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's it's just something I wanted to do. Something I like performing. Um, I've yep. always kind of liked acting and things like that. And this gives me a chance and to actually do something physical and performance at the same time. So I'm um, kind of. Yeah. Something new I'm trying, and I'm, I'm having a blast doing it. It hurts like hell uh, after like <laughs> you train for five, six hours on a Sunday. Um, uh, yeah, you're quite sore. I can still remember after the first ever training session, I did trying to eat an apple uh, the next day, and I couldn't eat the apple. I couldn't <laughs> physically take a bite. I remember holding the back of my head to actually crunch down into the back because I was so God. stiff and sore from the first ever training session I did. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, I like to uh, kind of bake, I guess I would call it. I make a, if you go on my Instagram, uh, it's UBAJ as well. Yep. Um, on Instagram, you'll see a lot of um, treats and things. I'm a, a man who likes making fudge and I like making truffles. And, uh, so I like oh. making kind of, and cheesecake. Oh, wow. Again, I don't like calling it baking because I never put anything in the oven because I know I'll burn it. But I make kind of stuff that doesn't require actual ovens so i've made like cheesecakes and all sorts of tarts and things like that so um that's another thing i just yeah just don't critique your film you're cooking otherwise you get a cheddar the head <laughs> that's it um so i think we've actually these next few questions we've done because you're already planning for e3 right now so you've got no end of event season you're just straight back into it ah oh, it's crazy crazy time of year yeah it's still it's a nice there's no logistics yeah so um we're getting a jump start on the, the selection yeah. process. Nice, so nice. It involves a hell of a lot of different teams because at the end of the day, um, a lot of people ask me, like, how do I become a star player? And there's, the answer to that is there's, there's, no, no, if there, there's no set of defined criteria. And even if there was, we wouldn't <laughs> tell you because we don't want people yeah. to be Making doing it. what they're doing to yeah. become a star mm. player. We want them to, to be doing it because they love doing it. Um, uh, so there's no real, we have no set criteria. We don't have a checklist that we have to tick off. Um, it's all. Because I guess you're looking for, especially for E3, you've got like seven or eight different franchises you, you've, you've got to represent or more, I guess. So. Yeah. And we, we try to get a, a, a cross like different platforms as well. We don't want to just bring 30, 40 Twitch streamers. Um, yeah. we want to, you know, everybody brings a little something different. We want to have the cosplayers. So we want to have. Mm. Our forum mods. I love talking about the forum or the Reddit mods. Those guys, um, yep. you know, the, their work is not as kind of visible to the rest of the community as everyone else. Just as me, the, 
the community teams and yeah. everyone here, they notice the EGV when we always yeah. try to have our forum mods and our Reddit mods and everything like that. Um, and they don't have a reach in a traditional social media sense, um, but their work is no less important than a, a Twitch streamer or a YouTuber, for example. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we, we try to get a bunch of different um, platforms represented, a bunch of different games, and um, ages as well. We have everything from, we've had our youngest star player at 18. That's one thing that's a requirement. You have to be of age in the country mm. where the event is taking place. So for E3, that's a caveat. You have to be 21. Except or, Taylor. Yeah. You have to be. Tw- that's right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I think he fudged his passport or something when he went to get to E3. <laughs> I think he might have got his passport a little bit. Authorities are still yeah. looking for him. Um, but um, random 12. But I think actually the <laughs> oldest star player we've had all the way from 18. I think a couple of years back. I want to say it's in 2017. We actually had our oldest star player um, from Ghost Recon. He was 68 or 69 when he went to E3. So we're very much... Gives me hope. All right. Gives me hope. So (laughs) You got a couple of years to go then. So there's there's always hope for everybody. It's never too late. As long as you're physically physically (laughs) capable um, to actually make it to E3, as long as you can actually get there, there's always a chance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so it's... it's, it's really like that. And the reason why we started last year in January, I'm starting now, getting all the different teams involved. At the end of the day, yeah. I don't actually pick who goes. I have no decision-making. There's all these other teams yeah. that decided. I'm just the one who sends the invites at the end of the day, and I kind of coordinate the whole process. Um, and it's just, uh, yeah, so we're, we're going to be really ahead of things, and that gives us a lot more time to, you know, we're, we have like cases where you know if we leave it too late a lot of times some people have to get visas and things the more time we give everybody to get that sorted because we do unfortunately we like invite people and they end up not having a passport and it's too late for them to get um one which is horrible i hate when that happens and we've invited we invited two people to e3 that couldn't come last year because of the uh one was just didn't have enough time to get the visa pushed through um so it's just, it's horrible. They get all the excitement and we are excited toward them. And then it's like, ah, crap. Yeah. So the earlier we start the whole process, the earlier thing we get this stuff out, the more time and the less times that mm. happens. So that's really why I want to get way ahead of the yeah, game. Fair enough. Um, so, so I've got a question for you. I, I, it's a hard one, I know. But what's the most random <laughs> thing you've ever been asked by a star player? Because I know they're a little bit finicky sometimes. So I'm, I'm on there. <laughs> He's come up several times on the podcast already. And, um, oh really? Yeah, and it's something that uh, our good friend Taylor asked, and yeah. kind of it's mo- it's kind of a more general question. I completely forgot about this. There may have been alcohol involved, but um, <laughs> it's the night of the Ubisoft party in Hollywood after E3, and um, we've just come back from that party. It was an amazing party, right on Hollywood Boulevard. Great time. And it's maybe 4 or 5 a.m. And we're, we've just arrived back at the hotel. Myself, Taylor, um, a Ubisoft intern who's working uh, with us on the Star Player program. And I, there was a fourth person, but I can't for the life of me remember who it was. I had too many oranges. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which may or may not have had vodka in them. Yeah, well, yes. That's neither here nor there. 
Um, but <laughs> <laughs> we're like, I'm ready for bed. I'm jet lagged still as all hell. I'm ready to collapse. And I just want to make sure these guys get to bed because there's still a whole day of getting people home the next day. And yeah. for whatever yeah. reason, Taylor and this intern are like, can we go to the gym? And I, <laughs> and it was like, why? And it was like, uh, we'll, we'll, like, they just, they just, they, they decided to have a little challenge to see at that point of the night who could go on the, what you call that elliptical. And I swear we were at the gym at like yes. 5 a.m. in the morning in everybody in full white because the, the, the theme of the party was white. So everyone was hip yep, to the white I'm party, in the, yep. with a, a gold dicky bow, white, like, white pants, white shirt. And we're at the gym and Taylor is on an elliptical for and for five minutes just on the elliptical at 5 a.m. in the morning like this. And I'm sat there going, why is, what is happening right now? And the thing I couldn't get over, I was more, that wasn't even bizarre to me because I was like, I was looking around and this gym was packed at 5 a.m. or 4 a.m. in the morning. And I was yeah. like, what is wrong with these people? And I was, and that kind of, there's a quote, like, if you ever talk <laughs> to lot, Taylor, that was where I was yeah. kind of in my somewhat drunken stupor. I couldn't get over how many people, and these were just your regular Joes. These weren't jacked people who were like, I go to the gym every day at 5 a.m. And I was like, these are just regular mm. people. They're not like The Rock getting his 5 a.m. pump on. And Taylor, that we laughed for about 10 minutes of that quote, and Taylor keeps bringing it up and bringing it up and bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> so that just gives you an idea of the madness of what E3 is like. So yeah, can we go to the gym at, at the hotel at 4 or 5 a.m. in the morning? I'm more surprised Taylor didn't ask. <laughs> more surprised Taylor didn't ask if we go to the hairdresser. Just to well, that's the next question. Don't get too far. We, it's the Taylor podcast. I don't know what's going on. We've got Alan on and all we talk about is Taylor. Um, is his hair as amazing as Uber Timmy makes it out to so, be? As someone who's currently losing his own hair. <laughs> Um, his hair is I think a magnificent as a word to use but like this guy he must like the amount of hours he must waste every morning like cumulatively over a year how much how many hours he must put this up there's, there's product involved here this isn't a it's not a, he's not a nat, that's not a natty hair style no. there's no way it stays up like that um you know, gravity's got to be doing something. There's something fighting it, but it is. No, Timmy gave us the insight. There's a few different products I yeah. think he uses. And, I think he's got a full yes. regime in the morning. Yeah, every morning he gets up, but it is yeah. a quiff and a half. Let's put it that way. It's. <laughs> it makes me jealous. <laughs> I have to say, but uh, oh no, we're giving Taylor a lot of stuff that he's got... a great guy. <laughs> he's a great kid. Um, we got one last question for you. Uh, what's your favorite game and your first experience with gaming? I kind of answer both of them at the same time because they're kind of linked, I guess. So I never had a console until the PlayStation 2 was my first ever console. We weren't allowed a console at my house because wow. um, I, I grew up with uh, in a yep. house of three, with three boys. So my mother was like, all you're going to do is kill each other over this thing. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> my game was always going, like my first experience with the game was always going to cousins or friends' houses playing like the... SNES or like and getting my real time, real kind of first memories were playing the PlayStation 1 at friend's house. Um, and I can still remember my first kind of earliest, and it also links into my favorite ever game slash games, um, is I can still remember playing the, the demo on that original PlayStation, playing 
I think it's Cooler World. I think that that game where you're like a beach ball going across wow. like this maze. I can still remember playing that game. And um, the other thing, the other game that was on that demo was Metal Gear Solid 1, first demo. Yep. And that game changed everything. I can still remember playing that demo. And if we got into that last event, we were, it was like we had spent 60 hours. Like, like I remember as a kid, that was the most daunting thing ever trying to, and it was still the most amazing thing I'd ever experienced at that time. And my favorite ever game series and always will be um, is Metal Gear. Um, yeah. Yep. Um, very hard to pick a favorite. I might have a bit, uh, this might give me a little bit of, people probably won't agree with me. A lot of people's probably favorite is Metal Gear 3. My favorite is Metal Gear 4. Um, Ooh, okay. Not in terms of the gameplay. I think That's gameplay fair. wise, Metal Gear 5, I think it's the best open world, like third person shooter in terms of gameplay. Story, we won't talk about it, but. For me, the story. In, <laughs> There's a story there. <laughs> what? The, the story in Metal Gear Four. For me, I think that was the ultimate fan service game. Where for me, I remember during that final cutscene, where a certain person appears that you were not expecting to appear. I won't give any spoilers away in case anyone hasn't played it. I can still remember pausing that cutscene when that person appeared. I left my house and I went for like a 10-15 minute walk. I couldn't deal with it, and I came wow. back to finish the game. I had to go for a walk. I couldn't deal with that. Like that game was just amazing. But like Metal Gear is like my old, I love stealth genre. That's like my I just love stealth games. Like Siphon Filter growing up was the other like game I absolutely oh, loved. Siphon Filter was amazing. Um, it was. And yeah. my love affair with Ubisoft <laughs> came about because Assassin's Creed. Basically. Don't say it. Don't say it. Oh, I was going to oh, say, say it. So it looks like they're making a, a <laughs> game in the background there. I, I can see it. In, no, so that's the thing. I was <laughs> never really, I never, because I, um, I didn't gay, I never had an Xbox. I never really, I wasn't playing that first original, so I oh, never really no. got into um, Splinter yep. Cell as a, a series. And I was always, you know, and I, I don't think it, it was kind of was always Metal Gear versus Splinter Cell. It was kind of like the back and forth. I was like a staunch Metal mm, Gear person. Yep. But, um, but that kind of led me like stealth, like AC. <laughs> that's how I started. Like just love it. I played every single AC game, um, yep. and that's basically mm. uh, where my kind of connection really started with Ubisoft all the way back at that first AC game and Prince of Persia. Yeah. Actually, before that, I loved the original right. Prince of Persia. Yeah. Sounds of time. That, that was yeah, a good game. That was um, a good game. Yeah, AC was a big one for me. Um, but like, I we love would EB. Yeah. We had a Ubisoft. Um, I can't remember who it was. One of the head writers come over and explained the game to us for the first time, and we're like. I'm like, yep, I'm into that. Mm. And I think I haven't platinum a game ever on PlayStation, but I think it's one or two of the most trophies I've ever gotten in games because it was just so addictive and yeah, yeah. so good. The the number two that series was great. But sorry for interrupting you, yeah. Alan. Like I have that, <laughs> and no, I have that. Like AC, um, um, Metal Gear is at the top, then AC, and then probably Bioshock is my next oh, yeah. favorite game yeah. series. I, absolutely and i came to it late all three games were out before i played them and i always heard these people raving about these games and i just never picked them up and then once i picked up the first i was like i bought, I mean, I bought the second two and i was yeah. like that i'm dying for the next one i need the next they one have to be like, they have to be making one yeah so they're working on something they have to be yeah I, i've heard the rumors that they are so hopefully it is that um you know how we're going to get you for half an hour interview and then half an hour for the news? Um, <laughs> we're sitting here in an hour. And it's been so good. Uh, are you able to hang around for a little bit of the Rainbow Six news? 
Of course. This Alan? Okay, sweet. So we will what we've we usually do what we've been playing. We've been playing Rainbow Six badly. So now we'll transition to the news. Stay here and stay alert. We'll quickly run through. No Ghost Recon Wildland news, as always. Um, Division 2, we uh, sorry, Division 1, there's no Division 2 news. We want to quickly shout out to Aussie Crispy and DB for making the agent uh, highlights for this month. Congratulations, yeah, well done, guys. That's really awesome. Um, DB's little spider walkers turrets, just oh, phenomenal. That thing was awesome. That thing was scary. And you saw that you um, saw the um uh the roller bomb turning you the smart bomb. Yeah, the seeker mine. Yeah, seeker mine. I, I had his ball. Yeah, yeah I had, he his, had ball his ball in my hand. Yeah, yeah, his ball in hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's good. <laughs> Got a foot. Um, but yeah, also the Fang Shield is now live, so go play your legendary missions in the division as well. But the main thing we want to talk about tonight, because Alan's here and he's a Rainbow Six lover, mm-hmm. not a hater. Um, we've had a lot of stuff happen. Uh, we've got obviously these aesthetic changes that are coming the way because we're expanding the game into Asia. Um, yes. We're losing. Josh, do you want to talk about what we're actually losing, which is not uh, so too much? We're, we're not losing anything. They're just sort of changing the visuals. Oh, to we're bring it in we're losing with... pokey machines, mate. We're losing the pokies. Ah. They're gone. We've been trying to do that for I years. Think the, yeah. the world <laughs> could benefit from losing pokies, to be I honest. Say, I didn't even um, know they were in there. When I saw that picture, yeah, I was like, oh, I didn't know there was slap machines. <laughs> yeah, I was a bit the same with a couple of things. I'm like, what? That's there? I'm used to I'm not alive to... long enough <laughs> to see them. Yeah, a bit the same. But yeah, so they're, they're going through uh, downing sort of like the impact of the game so that they can move into some of the markets like Korea and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, bring it into line and making a global version. There will be not solely just one version. There will be another one from what I've heard that sort of goes a little bit deeper into the whole thing. But having... Uh, just two versions of the game is going to make it so much quicker for them to fix oh, things, implement stuff. Yeah, for sure. implement stuff, all that sort of stuff. Um, and honestly, some of the changes, like, there's been massive backlash online. For some reason. I don't even understand, like, <laughs> oh my god, they've taken the blood off the wall. How dare they get rid of Which my poker machines? Because <laughs> like, backlash, that's why. Yeah. Because I have a keyboard and I want to outrage, okay? That's Alan. Exactly. You know all about this. You were talking about it before, the community managers who just get crap for no reason. I'm assuming the Rainbow Six team is having a bit of a fun time at the moment. Yeah, it's busy. Their guys are really, really under the cosh at the moment. But um, (laughs) (laughs) at the end of the day, the the changes aren't going to have a huge effect overall. Um, So... Yeah, I mean, they can no, always ring. No. They can always ring Bethesda for some guidance anyway, if they want to uh, do some, you know, not what not to do with community management. Um, <laughs> what are you talking about, Bethesda, Blizzard? A Blizzard, yeah, um, that too. Yeah, that <laughs> one. But, but yeah, like, there's I, no I'm change the, to gameplay here. That's the no. There's there's mm. absolutely no change to gameplay. I'm one of the few people that's like, well, I don't really care. Like, they're mm. turning my melee icon from a knife into a fist. I don't care. Mm. Like, yeah. Jeez. Wasn't there one um, about a certain neon sign that they were changing? And we're like... Uh, yeah, oh, it's the, the one pole. to the, uh, yeah. the stripper room. Uh, the, the the strippers in Clubhouse. And I'm like... That's going yeah, from okay. a lady on a neon pole to checking finger, out. Uh, I'm sure you guys know Sarsi, like, hey. um, who was one of the star players this year. 
he recreated that neon sign yep. as a recruit yes, yes. in his uh, art style. I need to get some of that I guy. That go guy's check out his page. Oh it's so funny. Oh, really? It's such a funny image. Oh, really? Basically, he had a tweet that I saw one like the new aesthetic changes, and then it's just recruit, yeah. like, dipping in his leg and out in a neon kind of sign way. It's, it's a brilliant image. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, that was gold. <laughs> I only worked out the other day that uh, Sal Siege is kind of like sausage. It took me a while. I, it, <laughs> it took me a while to it, 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 click the, the other idea, day. I'm like, yeah. oh my god! But no, he's the nicest. <laughs> oh, sausage! He's the nicest Jesus. guy you'll ever meet. He's the <laughs> nicest person. Oh, he's such a cool. Just so everyone cool. knows, we didn't hire Josh for his intelligence. By the way, <laughs> no, so. or his observ observation boy. skills, or his quick wittedness. Nope. Nope. No. <laughs> um, what we really want to talk about tonight, though, is uh, we've got the new um, the. The new operators, the new operation. and new map teased. So, Josh, give us what what we know so far. So, what we know so far is it's in Morocco, yes. and there's going to be two operators. One is going to be an attacker, one is a defense. That's pretty much it. Yep. Yep. We'll be um, rocking the Casbah. The, yep. <laughs> oh, that's the other thing is the map is the local Casbah. Uh, the operators are from the GIGR, uh, which is yep. the Moroccan Royal. I think it's army or something like that, uh, which is the, I'm going to butcher this so much, uh, Group d'Invention de la Gendarmerie Royale. Perfect. Which, well, is, yeah, perfect. which is their... Um, well done. You, you could have gotten the fluent uh, French is... speaker to say that, but no, no, let Josh do it. Nope. No, I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> i gotta, I got to butcher this shit on my own. Um, Out of so town, yeah, Alan. Was that, was that pretty close or not? Oh, spot on. <laughs> That's what I'm <laughs> Works for me. Um, so yeah, the first operator is going to be a defender, which is uh, they say is the commander of the Casbah. Um, he's been working there for ages. Uh, the training ground is shocked and awed. Thousands of incoming soldiers, and he's stationary like the cu country's legendary. Uh, he's stationed at the uh, country's legendary Casbah. Sorry, he's strict, imposing. In inspires respect taken from him for the future forces. He is also stoic as the mountains are immovable. So it's mm. in the Atlas Mountains that this map is going to be placed. So that sort of it, it plays into what we're going to see. And looking at the image that we've seen for Wind Bastion, he's standing there. He's not holding any weapons. He's got he's, binoculars he's got and he's got a ceremonial dagger yeah, on his side that's which, the bit that stood out the most for me yeah it's like how how is this going to play in like what's going to happen here uh, you say he's a defender did you say yeah yeah so... he's the defender and the mm. attacker uh they say is one of the few uh she's among the few explorers who can go across the sahara the alps trek through asia's rainforests march along the arctic circle and still return to the unit in operational shape uh, she's perceptive and resourceful and an expert at pushing the enemy back. So that's generally something you see from a defense operator is pushing the enemy back. Mm. So it's going to be interesting to see how that's all pulled in to make all this right. operator work. Teen hat time. There's a lot of theories. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of theories that sort of point to this being Ash 2.0. Mm. Yeah. But... Ella was uh, not Ella. Um, Sophia was kind of the Ash two point Yeah, so it's, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Like, 
uh, you can see a weapon on the attacker, which looks like an AK-12 or 15. Yep. Um, which is... And Alan's just smugly looking at us because he probably knows what's going on here. Probably not. You don't know. I honestly reckon the attack is going to be someone who's actually got a higher resilience to like lesion mines and goo mines and stuff like that. Just that whole concept around being able to withstand varying different conditions and have a higher resilience. I reckon it's going to be someone you could use as a clearer as in they're quick, yeah. they may not necessarily be overly strong to bullet damage, but they're definitely going to be someone that's a bit more resistant to um, kind of like the... Barbed wire. Bar- and yeah, barbed wire and not yeah. so much frost traps and, to, and um, cap traps, but more so no. the, 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 goo, the the concussion mines and the and the lesion. So you, you, know, you run them in, clear some stuff out, push them hard, and then have the rest of your team come in behind. Yeah. yeah, that 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 sounds like a really good way to go because they've already had a, a breacher in the last operation. Mm. So yeah. having another breacher, hard or soft, sort of it it doesn't sort of work yeah, no. so well. That's like, oh well, we'll just introduce all the breaches in one go. Breach like everything. We... Remind me, Josh. Yeah. We had um outbreak. We had the two defenders. Was it? Yeah, it was. Uh, Lion Did we have the two? Were... Have we had the two attackers? No, that was that were, no? that were both, no, both attackers. attackers. It was the uh, no, sorry, the Italians were defenders. That's right. It was. Okay, yeah, that's, yeah, I was trying to remember. Bobby Bobby. I can remember thing. <laughs> that's right. Um, I want outbreak back. Yep. Just make it happen. Yeah. Please. Be cool. Yep. I'll do that again. And yeah, obviously the map is I'm going to be of, of the Casper. I didn't complete it either, but I just I love that mode. Just being able to go in there. And of course, Jaeger crashed the goddamn helicopter. We've got we've got uh, Alan here. What's the guy with cra- with helicopters crashing in all you? Uh, it's just in Tom Clancy. It's just in Tom Clancy games. I think no, no, it's in Far Cry. Oh, is it? It's in Far Cry oh, as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Has the head of Ubisoft got something against helicopters? Like it, it just must do. Yeah, it's a weird phenomenon. It's like they love they love a good helicopter crash. That's right. My theory, my running theory is that Hawks 2 went that bad that they just went, we're going to crash every helicopter in every game ever since. Um, But even there was, uh, there was another random one that we we were watching. Oh, Splinter Mm. Cell, the um, conviction was a blacklist. Blacklist starts with Sam Fisher crashing an helicopter as well. It does. randomly. So, yeah. Anyway, I sort of asked that question officially. That's still a Tom Clancy Mm. thing. Tom Clancy it loved is. these helicopter crashes. It's even in the books. Mm. And the t- exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was even in Jack Ryan, yeah. the TV series. Did you watch yeah. Jack Ryan at all? Alan? I haven't. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, Got to watch oh, it. It's really good. It's really good. You should. Um, it's amazing. Now we've got that whole Rainbow Six news derailed <laughs> completely. Um, <laughs> we're gonna oh, go done, so it's all good. Oh, we've got all the, the full announcement will be at Rio on the 17th, 18th, so when yeah, the yeah. major well, is on. And yeah, obviously TTS stuff is coming soon, but that won't be until after the mm. the majors no. at Rio. I can't believe we're so close to the majors already. Mm. Go for it, get there. Finals. <laughs> majors, finals. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Oof. But yeah, no, Rio is going to be really good. So that's that's um, look, good luck to the boys when they go over there. It's like it's so it's so close, but Alan. That's the major stuff we've got for the news. We do a few have a three Discord, no, four Discord questions here. Um, from the one guy. Mm-hmm. From the one guy. So Doc is our hard. artist. 
that we did ask. I don't know why we don't get people asking questions, but anyway. Um, do you want to go with these asked. butters? Uh, yeah. On, so Let's stop. I'm, I'm going to do my best to translate from uh, Doc's American Aussie to just normal English. See what I do. Um, imagine Ding Chavez being brought into siege. What sort of let out and perks would you want to see him have? And how might he differ from other operators? Basically, how would Ding be in R6 today, ignoring whatever canon might be his role in the Rainbow Six otherwise? Or Rainbow Universe otherwise? So, Sorry. Only those who have played a lot of mm. Rainbow Six know Ding Chavez, or Domingo. I don't know who Ding is. On the lore somewhere. We all know who Ding is. Um, he's generally seen as the sniper, or the. No, we the don't need another sniper. Oh, yes, we, we could, do. We do need. I know. Could you have a sniper. defender sniper? Sniping's my thing. Sniping's my thing. So. Oh. Uh, oh, here we go. I'd love another. You and Grumpy. You and Grumpy. Uh, Grumpy Dad. Not Grumpy Dad. Grumpy. Uh, Grumpy McDad. Dad. That's me. I don't want one with the the sight that a uh, glass has. I want just a traditional. Sniper, mm. I think, you know, but mm. a powerful one, you know, you, um, you know, you. Oh, he's talking yeah. about the, uh, the old, the old banana oh. cam is a bit, bit rough. Yeah, it's class, it's, it's it's a hard game to to incorporate because it's a close quarters battle game. game. Mm. So yeah, well, it's yeah, a tiki so game. Quarters, yeah. Um, yeah, you'd almost have to be able to shoot a bullet through the reinforced walls. To make it mm. any kind of ability, any but I like your guys. Uh... Maybe, maybe Ding, maybe Ding is actually the recruit. Mm. There you go. We're on. Maybe it. he's we, already we know now. Take it out. Oh, we can have a face reveal <laughs> of the recruit, and it can be that would be a nice little Easter egg, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it would be. It would be. <laughs> At the end of outbreak too, he can just the recruit pulls his mask. Off. Um, just Don, Ding. that touches an interesting point dying. about Easter eggs. Did Did you guys? Look into, and this is a global question to everyone in the in chat in our in our little recording. Did you guys catch wind of all the Easter eggs inside the madhouse and the phone recordings and everything else like that? No. Oh, uh, so no, I didn't. I just <laughs> yeah, you just. Well, there's, there's a lot going. There's been a few uh, things done online where there was actually obviously the in the closet there was a ghost of someone who was from um, Outbreak, one of the um, infected. There was also oh, phone recordings, really, and there was about three of them, I think. One, and they, were, when you listen to them, they make no sense until you play them backwards. And these people have spent time play like ah. playing these things backwards. And one of them is like this girl going, um, "Oh yeah, oh no, oh god, they're coming for me!" And then someone saying, "Oh, you're going to be okay," or something really quite creepy. And then there's another one which is actually gives out these numbers, and there's just this massive amount of theory crafting and investigation that people have gone to there's even rumors were going around before the latest um uh map or location for the new operators was mentioned that the numbers were coordinates to the potential location for the new map in the world and it just got like completely out of it was really interesting to read online wow. and 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 look at the youtube videos because these people clearly had spent way too much time and effort um 
looking at all this stuff, even to the point where you could shoot the door, <laughs> you could shoot the the um the doorbell, and it would do different things depending on how many times you shot oh, really? it. Really? Yeah. I mean, wow. kudos to the guys that actually went through the map and actually did all of that. And I've probably missed a heap of Easter eggs, and I apologise to anyone listening who's probably gone, mate, you've just missed everything and completely butchered it. But um, I think we well, we spent too much. That's exactly right. That's what we're here we, for. Um, I think, but. I think it's kudos back to the devs to actually spend the time and effort for what is really a, a very oh, short, um, 100%. a very short, uh, you know, special event to to go to that much effort. Did you see much well, sort on, of on the sorry? Yep. So I I didn't see any of that sort of stuff in Madhouse itself, but you got mad about, about it that, on the lead. <laughs> I did, uh, but on the lead up to uh, Outbreak, there was. Little little Easter oh, eggs so hidden much. here and there mm. in different maps and whatnot. It's like that just sort of if you looked it up and you could go through this uh, entire AR game on online mm. and work out even more of the story behind Outbreak. It's just mm. yeah, I love that. Kind the of devs stuff. on Rainbow Six are mad because they just do this sort of <laughs> stuff that it's like oh maybe someone will notice this. But we're going to do it anyway. Yeah, there's a potential that no one will yeah. ever see it. It's just like, wow. So, Ding Chavez coming to Division oh, 2 God, is the next question for mad. He's going Dingbat. He is Ding. He's, he's a, he's a <laughs> Dingbat. I'm sure yeah. like three of his questions relate to Ding, maybe. Yeah, no. We, we, he's, a, he's a dingus. We, we can't we can't confirm or nor deny that. Well, box, we already know the name of the sniper, um, and it's not Ding Chavez, so maybe. No. Maybe. What do you hope to see from Siege operators in Windbastion and the Mor- Moroccan operators coming next week? Yeah. We sort of talk, talked yes. about that before, so we don't really need to. I mean, have you got any, Alan, have you got any like ideas that you'd want, like deep seated things you want to see them be able to do? Um, for the new operators. Yeah, in, in Siege. Um, Is there something that I, you'd I like to see? I guess there's something I don't know if. Again, we don't really know what's coming in the future at all, but um, I know we have Cav in there whose uh, special ability is a melee attack, essentially. It's kind of the interrogation, but we have no one in there who's kind mm-hmm. of, again, me as a stealth person. I want someone who's sneaking around and maybe just has a sidearm and a knife or something like that. I want a stealth person, personally, myself. I don't know how it would work in the grand scheme of things, but somehow they could work a stealth character who's maybe just sneaking around even if it was only for an event you know Mm. even like something like the madhouse a temporary thing where you have like a a, someone dressed up as an assassin or something like that you know or even i know people would love to see (laughs) fisher in there or something like that sneaking around for an event it'd almost be like the old mercs versus um agents type of thing back in the day where the the um actual splinters the actual agents themselves couldn't kill other than melee but they had super stealth mm. abilities to get around the map and and the mercs that'd had be a pretty really good mode actually them, but they were obviously that'd be a good mode to play that would be mm, I like it at uh, go and just before they announced splinter cell then they <laughs> yeah, can do that yeah, in Rainbow Six to get people excited that's uh, just going back <laughs> yeah. to yeah Sorry, Alan, that's for free. Just, at the moment I want like more just just going back to well. what Alan yeah. said there go on sorry yeah. More destruction, definitely, 100%. But going back to um, what Alan was saying about stealth operators, Cav is basically the only one we've got, and she's on defense. What if the Moroccan attacker 
is a stealth operator. Ooh. And that's... She, mm, she gets that interrogation boy. thing to some degree as well. Um, which is how she manages to push them back. It's like, well, we've got to get out of this location that we're in. We've got to, we've got to pull back. Mm. So, yeah. 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 It's gonna be interesting. We're, we're not far away from finding out, which is gonna be good. Um, I don't even. But Doc's last question was sort of already touched on anyway um, about the whole region agnostic sort of yeah. stuff that they're doing. So let's just move into the yes. closeout because we've had Alan here for a very, very long time. I'm sure he's got lots of work. To do. All that managing of the community. Um, so yes, is it? Alan, is there anything you're actually looking forward to besides going out back and playing a lot more Black Ops 4? Or is there anything else you're looking forward to coming up? Oh, what am I looking forward to coming up? Um, everyone's raving about Red Dead right now. Um, I never played good. the first one, so I have no, like... You don't have to. I don't have don't the have hype to. that everyone else have. Uh, has. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. Yeah. Again, the main thing... I'm sure it's amazing and all that, but it's just... I've lost my hype. I never, you know, everyone was looking forward to it because of the, how good the previous one was, but I never actually experienced it. So, mm. um, Death Stranding, Death Stranding, Death Stranding, whenever it's going to come out. <laughs> really? That's all yeah, I'm okay. thinking. Like, whatever it's going to be. Is that, I, is that because of the the whole um, Kojima hype? Cause, yeah, uh, I'm a, yeah. I just want to find out how this how this game is going to work. But we have no idea what it's going to be like, what but I know it's going to be something nuts. It's going to be something... <laughs> What it's going to be so I, different. I, someone's taken way too much acid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Just just, yeah. <laughs> Call me cynical. But I, I think I think it's going to be one of those things where the journey to the game will be better, better than the game. That's the same theory as for Star right, Citizen. <laughs> the journey towards the game is going to be better than the game. Yeah. The, yeah, we're all going to get there and we're yeah, like, is that never, it? Yeah. We'll never get started. I've got full <laughs> confidence it. in my man, Hideo. He's, in, you know, it's a fresh thing for him for the first time in how long, and he's got full in. Uh, he's got full I, independence. I, I don't this, doubt that he'll so. de- deliver oh, something. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's a problem. Do you have? I, do you have a theory on what it actually is going to be? What we're going to be doing in that game? Oof, that's the thing. Oh, um, wait, I have no idea what the actual gameplay is going to be like but um like i watch a, a great youtuber called young yeah who like does um breakdowns young yes oh my god really <laughs> of, <laughs> mainly um uh a lot of times it was metal gear content before now he does more general stuff but he's the go-to guy if you want to like break down death stranding yeah. stuff like he has an hour-long analysis of one of the trailers that I've watched from oh, Stack and just been fascinated by it. Like wow. the stuff he notices, like there's a lot of Egyptian mythology involved in this um, game. Um, wow! And it's really, I think, I can remember way back years and years and years ago, um, Kojima in an interview talking about wanting to make a zombie game where your death is not your traditional death and um, where you come back like you'll once you die you come back and kind of revisit your you can find you can come across your old corpse like as a zombie or something like that and i can remember this was years ago this was like over a decade ago i can remember him saying i want to do something around the death in the video game mm-hmm. being different not the traditional game over yeah. screen and that's what this is going to be because when you die in this game 
You die in real life. Um, <laughs> it's not a restart. You don't go back to a checkpoint. You respawn basically within the game, but it it somehow works in the yep. universe that that makes yep. sense. Wow. And, okay. Um, so it's it's mad. It's like it's gonna be it's gonna be nuts to try to figure <laughs> out. But I love like some. It's not for everybody. The convoluted, crazy yeah. Kojima storylines, but for me, I love it. So um, that game, I'm really really looking forward to. Yeah. Ubisoft side of things, I cannot wait for BG. BG two, Young Good and Evil. So I'm yeah. like, that game. That does look pretty be, cool. Yeah. yeah, that game it is does. going to be something. And I, I only played the first one like within the last year and a half or so, and I was blown away by how much fun yeah. the first one was. Yeah. I tried playing it on PC, and it was it was a bit of a struggle. I think it's it's definitely a console port. Yeah, yeah. Um, I played it on PC as well, and oh, it was yeah. uh, it wasn't you know it was a bit pernickety to be sure but it mm. was just the actual if i was playing that on console down that was being like it's at the time it was just, it was just something super different as well which i always like so mm. if they pull this off it's going to be one of it's just going to be an amazing game from what we've seen so far and we've seen barely anything but what they've shown us from that tech demo if they can pull that off on mm. a full it scale it's going to be it's going to be amazing. Man. If they pull that off, I'm going to have to buy so. some more fucking graphics cards <laughs> for my computer, to be honest. <laughs> all the rays. All the rays. Yeah, trace the them RTXs all. with all the rays. Yeah. Yeah. All the traces of the rays. Yeah, trace all those rays. Yeah. Um, so and I'll leave it there. Everyone also, knows what we're looking no, forward I'm to. I'm also looking forward to Division 2, oh, yeah. which yeah. I yep. never thought I'd say. Oh, really? Because I, I never played the Division 1, really. <gasps> Looter shooters are not my genre of wow, game. Okay. I'm going to insult everyone on the call no, here. They're no, just no, not my thing. Okay. Um, but I've played quite a bit of the the Division Two, and um, whilst it's still not for me, it's still like I'll play it, but it's not going to be something I'm going to like invest all my time into. But I know from watching mm. a lot of people and what what they've been asking for and how that game feels, I know the people who are fans of the Division and the original game. Are going to be very happy with this. I think it's going to be. I think nice. It's nice. Um, it's going to be good. I, I played the demo like twice or three times at Paris Games Week as well with uh, some of the old star players, some of the current ones, and um, it was a lot of fun. Even um, like it's just it's going to like you guys are going to like it. I'm yeah, I only played it once at PAX because I didn't want to ruin my whole Division 1 experience. Everyone's come back and said they don't want to play Division 1 anymore. So I'm like, I'll just going to play it once and that'll be enough. I'll get my taste. I, I, I played twice because um, I had to play with you guys and yeah, then, so um, I had to play with the misses as well. And oh, yeah, I actually dude, loaded yeah. up the Division today. Yeah, I had to play with the misses. Just to check when the, uh, the shield was dropping, to be honest. And then I quit out. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Shield yeah, is live, is. people. Um, so, yeah, you know what we're all looking forward to. You don't need to hear from us. Um, McDaddy's here as yeah. I'm in the background, mate. McDad, where can people find yeah. yourself, mate, if they want to talk to you more often? Uh, McDad75 everywhere, except you play, which is McDad underscore 75. Um, also got a survival thing happening yes. tomorrow night. Yes, we do. Join in. Freezing oh, frozen PC, Fridays. PS4, and Xbox. Freezing Fro- Fridays? Frozen, yep. Fridays? Frozen Fridays. Frozen Fridays. Frozen Fridays. Frozen Fridays. Yeah. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. That's it. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the bank girl who's been helping organise that. So it's a bit of a social social survival night. If you yep. all consoles and PC are involved, so just jump on to the Discord, which the link will be in the show notes, which will be too late because this episode. No, will I'll be get it done by tomorrow. That's okay. Yeah, oh, that's a boy. couple of hours late. But yes, 
Oh, there we go. Um, so, Cal, where can people yeah, find yourself, mate? The official Australian Cal. Uh, official Australian Cal. Um, on t- on Twitterville at Cal underscore AU underscore, because as we know, someone else stole it, and that's, I'm not happy with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cal.au on Uplay, if you want to hit me up to play some games, or when I am streaming, uh, twitch.tv forward slash CalAU. When's that just Don't stream I've taken that other guy for you quite a bit. Oh, okay. Wait, what? When's that just dance stream happening that you're doing? When's that planned? <laughs> uh, I think my uh, I'm going to remain undefeated and uh, just uh, wait till PAX next year to retain my ahead. title. Don't okay, no problem. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. Butters, where can people find yourself, mate? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Buttersocks. Other than that, uh, you can find me on Uplay as Mr. Buttersocks dot USM. Wow. Oh, his name change. I've name changed. Well done. Congratulations. Almost getting them all together. Now, yep. Alan, everyone out there needs to know you. So where can they find yourself, mate? Well, um, kind of the main place to find me is on Twitter, really. Um, and that's Ubi underscore AJ1. Because somehow someone had stolen Ubi AJ from me. Um, but if you just Bastards. type in, if you type in, so if you type in lovely Irish Alan, all one word, you'll find me on there. Um, and That's I stream I on Twitch it. these yeah. days as well. Mm-hmm. So um, you'll find me on there as Lovely Irish Allen as well. Um, yep. Oh. And um, you can find me on Instagram if you want to check out it's my seven AM time. Uh, yep. EBAJ as well. So <laughs> I'm I'm hitting you up on that one. I'm looking forward to that. So it's just EBAJ on on Instagram. I don't see if there's a hyphen there or not. But I'm going to yeah. <laughs> Don't you hate when we ask the hard questions? We go off script. We don't ask you the ones. And, that... and is that where we find your video of your your wrestling? Debut wrestling. Um, that would probably go on Twitter. But yeah, it's Ubi underscore AJ on that Instagram as well. Okay, cool. So check out the Twitter though, because you're gonna have a picture of you cosplaying uh, Just Dance, and we're gonna have some video of you doing your intro to to wrestling soon. Hopefully. You'll, make You'll that find that picture, uh, the cosplay picture on yes. the Instagram as well, if you scroll down a bit. Oh, in the Instagram as well. Cool. Okay. So uh, I'm going to do a close out in a sec, but thank you so much for your time tonight, Alan. You've been an amazing guest. Um, we don't usually go to an hour and a half, so you've really done well. It's been a pleasure yeah, talking to you. Yes, indeed. Um, well, it was an absolute pleasure. It was a blast. Ah, thank you. So you can find myself at Woolco's Chill Zone on all the places, um, Twitch and Twitter mainly at the moment. Uh, you can find all our content at ultrasupermega.com.au. Even jump in our Discord. It is the most active Australian Discord at the moment for gaming. It's crazy. Uh, we're just doing a big push towards indie devs at the moment, so we get a lot of Australian indie devs in there as well. Uh, you can find that on the social tab on our website. Just click on that link or in the show notes. It's one of the three Discords, including Bullets and Beers, where we share some time and space with the lovely Siprep Radio um the beautiful beautiful bullets um oh no it's bullets and beers what are they bombshell jackets and uh <laughs> division central <laughs> divisionary podcast all those guys we're all together share the discord together so go over and check that out as well um Indeed. other than that thank you so much it's been a really good episode 52 thank you alan once yep, again thank you. yes and thank you. we'll catch you all next week bye for now see you bye see you Time to pack it up. My work is done.